0: This is Fiberside Chat, a 3GIS podcast, bringing you the latest practices in the world of fiber networks and plus architecture. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fiberside Chat, a 3GIS podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and folks, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the show. I want to make sure to point you in several directions to make sure that you are getting uh, updated episodes of the podcast, as well as previous pieces of content from 3GIS. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, look up our show, Fiberside Chat, hit that subscribe button, and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations as well as notifications when we drop new episodes. You can also find more pieces of content on our site at 3-GIS.com. Again, 3-GIS.com. On there, you can find, of course, more information about our social. Solutions and services, as well as other pieces of content like podcasts, blogs, articles, videos, and more. So on today's episode of Fiberside Chat, we're breaking down a common pain point for telecommunication companies as they look to streamline or transform their operations through digital transformation. When it's time to pick a software to do so, do you go with a commercial OTS software or a custom solution? That's the main question that we're hoping to unpack and get a more nuanced perspective on with today's Fiberside chat. We want to understand why go with one or the other, and what are the pros and cons of each decision? For Insights Today, we're joined by Kevin Nowak, Director of Information Systems, and David Stoner, Director of Product Development, both at 3GIS. David, Kevin, great to have you both on. How you all doing today?
1: Yeah, we're really good, thanks.
0: Yeah, doing great, thank you. Fantastic. Great to have you both on. Looking forward to unpacking this topic with both of y'all. It's very timely and there are, uh, you know, a lot of different layers we need to get to. So let's go ahead and jump in and better understand the landscape before we get into the specific decision making uh, you know, moment. You know when you have to make that key decision between a commercial off-the-shelf software or a custom solution why pick one or the other, and what the uh, effects of choosing one or the other is going to be on said telecommunication company. So like I said, let's start with understanding the landscape a little better. Could y'all track the forms of digital transformation that are impacting telcos today? And what are their most common changing processes? And what broader industry shifts are causing these process changes? Well,
2: that's a great question, Daniel. I think um, from a process standpoint, change, uh, is definitely happening across the industry because of the, uh, shift to offsite and, uh, just trying to keep up with the technology, uh, as it moves at a rapid pace. Um, so we're, we're working diligently, um, to keep up with those two fronts, um, and make sure that the end users, uh, have a technically deep experience with the application, um, and just, uh, keep pace, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I guess I would say, yeah, I'd like to move into more, uh, SaaS solutions kind of thing, uh, where they're not having their IT infrastructure
0: impacted by bringing in new technology. If y'all don't mind, uh, could you get a little more specific as well with uh, how this intersects with changing digital infrastructure to streamline their operations? What are some of the ways that this actually ends up uh, you know, playing out specifically with different aspects of their operations and where um, said digital infrastructure intersects?
2: Well, I would say from an intersection point, we're, we're seeing obviously a broad based uh, adoption of, of GIS. And what that means is that across the organization, uh, we're seeing just the, the data sharing and, and the technology of, of how that data is shared and to be able to support it in a way that um, can be dependable. Uh, so that specifically, I think, I think sharing the data across or services across the organization, um, the technology to support that um, through GIS. Um, is, is intersecting the entire organization. It's not just focused on engineers or, um, let's say, stakeholders.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Right now, like you say, we can bring in different sales departments and everybody can get access to this central repository of all of this digital data. And everybody's looking at the same, same information at exactly the same time, getting real-time updates. And I think that's a big
0: change for quite a few systems and companies to, to take that change on are you finding that telecommunication companies are taking advantage of all of that uh, added data at the different departmental levels? Or is that still something that uh, they're having to adjust to and uh, you know find the most value in? It's been moving that
1: direction for a while now, that approach. So I think more and more um, internal groups are seeing the benefits of taking on some of those things, like say, for items like sales, they have real-time information about um, who they're trying to get information from, or who they're trying to sell to, what network speeds so they can deliver to those people, so they've got they can give better answers to the questions that come in. Uh, just having that central repository of the data that everybody can get to, I think, is definitely being seen as a, a very way forward that everybody needs to to get at.
2: Yeah, and I'd agree. I think I think it's um, I think we GIS in general has has exposed a number of, of data points. Um, yeah. But the, I'll say the I feel like the. The questions being asked are still uh, many, uh, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of discovery still going on with the data um, and and still trying to make sure that we're using that data to influence the decisions being made, um, whether those are the next six months or the next six years, um, and just trying to analyze that data in a way that's useful. It is a lot of data for a lot of these situations um, when it comes to GIS. I think they're adopting it. still fresh territory.
0: So then, when it comes time to choose a software to support this digital transformation, what are the main variables and operational touch points that typically guide a telco's decision? I'll go ahead and break those down for us, and then we'll get into uh, how different kinds of software solutions address those needs and touch points.
2: What I can say from a, from an operations perspective, is is flexibility. You know, I think David mentioned. Uh, the SaaS uh, solution, um, but there there are still there's still a ripe market for on-premise solutions, um, and I think I think the the issue with either um, is that flexibility inside of the the changing landscape where um, your IT may be uh, fully on a SaaS model, um, and we just need to be able to uh, accept some, let's say, for instance, example authentication method. Um, you know the the flexibility, the flex points in the application from a system standpoint, I believe, is has been crucial. In a lot of decisions, um, software related, uh, and if you don't have that flexibility, I guess the, the ability to to either change or adapt to support that quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, Kevin. We see that a lot of customers we currently we get or uh, requests we have come in, and yeah, lots of people uh, start looking at things from a uh, taking taking the software as a uh, in-house deployments, but at the same time, there's uh, such a movement to software as a service and online with uh, Amazon cloud services that we get a lot of uh, information and requests coming from whether we can be running on those kind of solutions.
0: So at this point, a telco would have to now decide what kind of software is going to help me achieve said digital transformation and access all of these valuable data points is it going to be a custom solution or is it going to be a commercial off-the-shelf software so uh, when we look at commercial off-the-shelf softwares what are the primary value points compared to a custom solution could you break those down for us
2: well i'd say again from a from an operational standpoint the big one for me would be just the the maintenance and and support of the software when we're looking at we're looking at making a any software purchase for that matter we're we're looking at it from a, a support and maintenance standpoint um, and if we can get into a cot solution number one you have a larger user community that's also using the same tools and and you know bettering the product um, but again you're you're not on a you can be on a regular release cycle um, and get the benefit of a larger community in, in a cot solution versus a custom solution where again it's custom um, could be a one off or it could be a variation of, a, of an existing custom functionality but um, you, it just puts you on a different maintenance path and the support uh, becomes a little bit more challenging for the long run.
1: Yeah yeah I agree yeah so the, um, to being able to have uh, especially when we're talking going into all these different um, uh, groups within that enterprise or those with that customer, being able to say we can go into sales or engineering or their planning departments, they' all want to be running on the, the same software, but they might need to have different different views or different um, access points into that application so having a COTS solution that allows them to to have kind of those different access points into it we're not having to do a different customized version for each department Uh, yeah i think that just brings it all back in to everybody better in the product kind of thing that's a good point
0: are there any uh, regulatory changes in the industry that uh, also impact the decision for a telco uh, when choosing between a commercial off-the-shelf software or a custom solution?
2: Yeah, I mean there could be. I, I think that most of the regulatory changes would affect both equally, uh, if that makes sense. So, I mean,
0: yeah. if there's a new regulation,
2: sure. we gotta we gotta meet it in both both arenas. So
0: right. So on the flip side, then, what are some of the risks of going with a uh, commercial off-the-shelf software for these uh, updated, digitally transformed processes for a telecommunications company? I don't know if there is that many risks
1: actually involved for for going for that um, the custom off-the-shelf software because it is a lot more flexible. And like Kevin was saying, the um, support and development of that product is a uh, is a lot easier and well-maintained um, going forward with regular release cycles. Um, so I think actually the, the risk on going with that direction is a lot, not very many.
2: Yeah, I was, I was going to say was because then I mentioned the, the digital transformation, you know, the, the one risk that I could see is, is the pace of change. It's one thing that we've run into, or at least I've run into multiple times with, with different customers, is that um, we've got a technical solution um, that can solve a lot of problems um, off the shelf. Uh, but it's really the, the pace at which the, the end users can take that change, right? There's that tension there of, of change. And uh, a good example would be you know, going from a paper map to doing something on a tablet, um, where I think we would all agree that doing, doing something on a tablet gets us you know, instant information um, into the rest of the team that could be distributed all over the country. But the paper does provide some flexibility and some kind of you know, warm and fuzzy on, hey, I've got it in my hand. Um, so that's that's kind of the the battle that we fight sometimes. It's it's a risk from an implementation standpoint, but I think it's overall a, a good thing, healthy change, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess it just it comes down to changes that required from from different farmers of how how quick those changes get implemented and configured into the system to to make it usable for them. Because they, yeah, like you say, Kevin, going with just a um, A piece of paper into the field record everything you need there but it is just on that one piece of paper where if it's on a on a tablet and digitized it's available for everybody but if they need to collect an extra piece of information there has to be some some delay in getting that new uh widget added or button added to to record that extra information where it's just a piece of paper you can just capture it but it's still just that one it's on that one person's uh hand, and they they have to then share that somewhere with everybody else. So I guess there's there's, there's those kind of considerations.
0: Obviously, when you compare uh, a commercial off-the-shelf solution with a custom solution, what at least seems like the appeal of the custom solution is the custom aspect of it, right? That it can match specifically the needs of any telecommunications client, regardless of what those needs are. However, what we've seen is that configuration at a fine-tuned and really granular level has actually made commercial off-the-shelf software just as customizable and to some degree uh, safer and uh, more accessible for clients. So can y'all walk us through exactly how configuration has Helped uh, address any of the risks or maybe hesitation with a, a commercial off the shelf solution that your telecommunication clients might have? And just walk us through uh, where configuration can make said solution more customizable.
2: Well, I was, I was going to mention the sample that David was talking about where we've got multiple uh, teams inside a customer's uh, workforce. So you got a sales team, an engineering team, and I'll say a, a planning team. And really, when it gets down to it, when an end user is using a system, you know, they want it to, to look and feel customized for their job function. And, you know, through configuration, um, we really can control the look and feel and, and down to the workflow um, level for that individual group, um, whether it uh, be what attribution is available to them, say on a, on a particular feature on the map. Um, and, and controlling not only what can they what can they see and, and how does that uh, you know, how is it presented to them, um, but what what they have access to edit, um, you know, and that's very powerful. Again, from a, you think about a team of, of disparate user bases using the same central platform um, to get their job done, um, and being able to to provide that custom feel um, without the the custom application code um, is a big difference.
1: Again, it gets, I think, to some of that turnaround time as well for Mm. when a customer wants something. And then us being able to deliver it through configuration versus having to go back to a a software house and getting a completely new -new build of a a complete custom solution just to answer that one question kind of thing. um, Where with configuration... There's lots of changes that can be made that will just answer that that need immediately, so they can get a, a turnaround in a couple of weeks of new change or a new like um, Kevin said, a new feature they need to edit or uh, a new group that needs to be brought on board um, to configuration. You know, you can allow that group access and then you know, give them just a a base level access and then gradually change their their role and. Making them have access to more and more tools as they get more used to the system. So yes, yeah, so I think having having that turnaround time, I think as well for, for changes is a is a big thing with um, with configuration that you can you can maintain versus a, a new application basically you would get from somebody who's delivering a a custom solution.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. David. That that delivery time can make a world of difference all the way down to the end user seeing those changes happen within. Potentially hours versus yeah, I don't know what your release cycle is. Months. That's that's a huge
1: change. Yeah, I think especially now with everybody being online and connected and deliveries and everybody gets everything immediately. I
0: Do y'all have any specific examples of configuration at work? Uh, you know, whether that is an example from the industry, an example of of a telecommunications client of y'all's that uh, implemented a commercial off the shelf software. With some specific configurations that really worked for them, just so we can get a better sense of what that looks like in practice.
2: Well, I was, I was gonna, David, think that the the work packets tool I think is a really good example of configuration mm-hmm. at work. Although, you know we talk about telcos in general, and we say you know, the telco industry, each customer has their their way of doing business and the way of you know getting engineering done, getting construction done, and I'd say that. The, the work packets tool is, is a tool that we've, we've built inside the application that really gives you that flexibility to, to build that packet up um, that you're either delivering to your contractors to do a, a build job um, or let's say you're, you're delivering to a, a third party to do um, quality control on said build. And, and being able to kind of combine a number of materials, um, so that's a, maybe a, a sheet on, on the quantities going in the ground, for example. Um, a, a plot, a PDF of where that is exactly uh, and some of the digital data um, that goes along with that to uh, to pull that up on a, on a tablet and, and still be able to access that information at a different flavor per, per customer or per internal customer um, is a big yeah. Uh, difference.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so they're running on the same software and then yeah, just, just through configuration as Kevin's kind of pointed out, then that set of tools can be configured to produce different outputs for different regional differences around the country. Everybody everybody needs something slightly different from a regional aspect for approving some of these construction uh, prints that would get outputted. But so without having to, to do too much, it's just configuration to allow for, for different options to be available. And then, you yeah, know, everybody's still just running on that same, same base platform application that we've uh, configuration in place to to tailor it for their particular needs.
2: Yeah, the GIS product is visually deep. the The idea is that someone can look at a map, know their color scheme, and and not have to you know infer a lot of, or they can infer a lot of information about what they're looking at. Whether you know that line means something buried or aerial or the count of it, um, or all the all that is details. Uh, the symbology of the, of those features is uh, a big discussion point there
1: yeah so yeah again everybody everybody wants something slightly differently yeah i don't think, I don't think any customers have ever required the exactly the same setups for those kind of things so yeah so being able to just change those with configuration and sit with the customer as well and just and go through a like you know a fact-finding exercise and just asking how they like certain things to look and feel um and then making those changes for them real time and then just asking them again just have a look at it now. Is this what you wanted? And and then you know, get to that point where that's actually how they wanted the system set up. And all we were doing was just sitting there, just going through configurations and uh, just showing in real time as it was changing.
0: So, uh, if you could just specify again for us, and maybe uh, map out how these differences actually play out in practice. But if configuration and the appeal of configuration is really all about fine grain control. Uh, to match the commercial off the shelf solution to each specific client's needs, why not run with a custom application and a custom software instead? How does that actually uh, affect uh, the ability for these telecommunication companies to digitally transform with ease and access their data?
1: Yeah, I think that just going back to kind of what you're saying there, so yeah, if they were going for a, a custom solution, then really you'd have to you'd go and you know visit that customer you go and do a requirements gathering to find out how they may want the system to look and feel you would just take that all down in notes and documentation go back but then we'd have to go through development activities back in the office um, deciding how we we're going to implement certain features they were requesting um, how we we're going to change certain tools and then that's obviously going to go through a given life cycle and as kevin was mentioned before it could be like a six month turn around to to build a solution that's um that's going to meet that ex- specific needs that there that you went through earlier where like I say if you're looking more of a, a configurable application then like i was saying you can actually do that you know with the client sitting there going through it with them you know they're going to see that real time and they don't have to wait for a, a new delivery or a new installation or anything to happen. It was just you know, once you finish that week long um, process, they virtually will probably have exactly what they were requesting sitting in front of them.
2: Daniel mentioned the you know, easing the easing the digital transformation. I think one thing that the configuration allows you to do is get get there fast. Uh, in terms of, of what the, the end result is for some output out of the system, but it also allows you to get as, as close to what the, the original, um, let's say business as usual output is, um, from how they get their job done today. So, you know, these, a lot of times that the folks that are using these applications are busy as everyone else, right? Um, and they, they can't take on a lot of change. And, and if we can get to, um, close to how they do their job today with efficiencies, obviously, in terms of output, Through configuration and we can get there quickly. Number one provides the solution to them fast. Um, then it also gives us that flexibility to say, Hey, uh, this end user group, um, decided they wanted to see this line purple instead of blue, right? And our configuration changes is, like I said, minutes to hours potentially to get them to that point. Um, and versus, you know, having to go back and code a change, uh, code a color change in the, in the application. So, um, that's a very simple example, uh, but I think that that idea of easing the transition from uh, how they get their job done today into a digital world—we um, try to ease that transition through configuration quickly, instead of "Hey, go give me a solution," and then I'm back, come back a month later to uh, to provide that solution.
1: Yeah, I agree, Gengs. Uh, yeah, from previous experience I've had of being a an actual end customer of some of these solutions the the software that the firm had at the time was something similar like that if we needed any any slight change even if it was just to the the color of a line that had to go back to a development group they had to code that change in and then we had to wait for it to go through all the testing and then get delivered to us um, before we could see any of those changes and yeah from a previous end users life um it was uh yeah it was quite frustrating to be at least a few simple simple things that you'd like to see changed and uh, i still have to wait for x amount of time before you actually see any of those actually
0: happen let's go ahead and wrap the conversation by looking ahead a little bit what do y'all see as some of the coming needs around a digital transformation for telecommunication companies uh, and for data usage uh, that you see them needing or uh, you know wanting to a greater capacity, and where do you imagine commercial off-the-shelf software solutions, and more specifically the configuration of said solutions, uh, fitting in to those coming needs for the industry?
1: Yeah, I think some of that from going forward kind of saying that I think there's going to be a lot more now. Everything's going to a digital um, platform, a lot more data sharing between companies information they have there's already certain sharing that has to happen between um different regions and counties and having it all in that that digital transformation happening just makes that sharing a lot easier for everybody to see again real time updates and everybody else that's pulling in data to themselves so not necessarily from this just telecommunications but from telecommunications point of view when doing construction they obviously need information from all other utilities so being able to pull Pull in resources like that, uh, real time into your um, system. So you, when you're doing your designs and network layouts, you can you can actually see where you've got your your water and gas lines to, to help you with those design decisions.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, dude. I think like the it's like a, it's a convergence of the digital transformation and GIS and being able to have a common you know the, or I'll say the off the shelf uh, solution. Not only are you getting a digital, now you are all also in a common uh, communication platform, um, or or a majority, you know, could be. Um, so that's that's a big shift, and and coming probably in the midst of it, as well as it will continue to go that way. Um, you don't want to you don't want to be in some proprietary custom solution that you can't get your data out and share easily, um, or share versions of it um, to to different entities like like Daniel or David was saying.
1: Yeah, and I think some of the stuff with the, you know, for the configuration going forward and, and other things is there's building tools to allowing the um, the customer to actually continue that configuration themselves, you know, once the software is delivered and it's it's configured and set up as they needed. But if they needed to extend and keep that change going, they, they can actually take on some of those configuration changes themselves um, and not have to come back to, to ask for, for any extra to need eh, and actually take ownership of that
0: that product themselves all right i think that does it for our fiber side chat today i want to thank our guests again we've been chatting with kevin nowak director of information systems and david stoner director of product development both at 3gis david kevin thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast today and just want to uh you know leave the floor to y'all to close out any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with uh as we you know think about some of the main takeaways from our conversation today
1: uh, yeah, thanks, Daniel. It was really good to be here. I think the only main takeaways I've really got is just to say, just for customers when I mean, they're looking at different solutions and stuff is to really think about that customization and the turnaround times and the differences and that you're going to have to have and try to implement those within that organization versus yeah, going with something that's a configuration and like I say, that you can then eventually take ownership of manage yourselves.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for putting this on, Daniel. I think that was uh, David wrapped it up really well. I think that the speed to market and and ease of uh, change, I think, is a a big takeaway from configuration versus custom solutions. And uh, yeah, just just a big thought process when, when you're trying to decide on
1: applications.
0: All right, Kevin, David, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Always a pleasure and looking forward to chatting again soon. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Fiberside Chat. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for a full catalog of previous episodes and, of course, notifications when we drop new ones. You can also go to our website at 3-GIS.com. Again, 3-GIS.com for more updates on our solutions and services and more content like this podcast and articles blogs and video content as well thanks again for listening i'm your host daniel litwin the voice of b2b till next time